welcome to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. Together, we will be bringing you a weekly whiskey podcast where we'll be discovering drams, exploring distilleries, talking to industry experts and sharing other whiskey adventures. Not only will we be sticking our noses into our drams, but also into all things new and current in the whiskey universe, with a leading commentary, of course. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. Today, we will be talking about Glendronach and be reviewing both the Glendronach Parliament and their 15-year-old revival. But first, let's see what's been happening in the whiskey world. Stick your nose in it. Some fun news this week, Inca. Ardbeg has released another fun bottling. Oh, I love these. They always oh, so exciting. Absolutely. There's an annual festival of music and malt on Isla known as Fes Il. I think I'm saying that correctly, but I'm saying it with confidence. And each year, <laughs> the final Saturday of the festival is a celebration of all things Ardbeg. So this year, Ardbeg Day is on the 4th of June with festivities taking place at the distillery online and even some local events worldwide. I so wish I could be going, but I have a loved one that has a birthday on that date, so I won't be free to go. But I must admit, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? It sounds amazing, but maybe we can schedule it in for next year, right? <gasps> Indeed. Mm, we're yes. coming for you, Isla. <laughs> Absolutely. Brace. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just uh, I think if I may correct you, it might, I think it's called Face Ile. Ile as opposed to Il. I'm just, it's just taking me back to when we had the uh, Gaelic. <laughs> consultant yeah. trying to guide us but i'm not yeah, sure i can't, even I can't rem remember anything. i can't remember much from that episode <laughs> i know i was so nervous <laughs> yeah. i was just so sweaty trying to pronounce all the names so. exactly well hopefully yeah. one of us will have it right there something eh? like that i'm sure people know about it anyway but what can you tell us about the whiskey yeah so hardcore it, like as in hardcore is created yeah. with roasted black malt a totally unconventional choice and first for Ardbeg so this malt has been incinerated to crazy rock and roll levels and gives <laughs> <laughs> and this malt it's this malt that gives the whiskey its unique flavor and Dr Bill Lumsden described the taste as like biting on a spiky ball and he also said <laughs> that hardcore is a dram that wears its heart in its sleeve and it's a black heart yeah good to love dr bill do you we know love I, mentioning him all the time don't to we? <laughs> totally do you know i'm going to disclose something right here because i feel i've got a bit of a whiskey wisdom crush growing on dr bill I know. I was thinking the same when I was, you know, getting ready for the next episode. I was thinking, oh, yeah. Doctor, like, do you think Dr. Bill would, would come on our podcast for season two? Oh, we must ask. Yeah, let's put the, let's just put those vibes out there. Yeah, let's put it out in the universe and it might just happen. Exactly. Oh, I'd be all shy and flustered. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bill. So Dr. Bill, um, who we don't mean to intimidate by our, our whiskey wisdom crushes, we want to entice toward our podcast. So Dr. Bill says to expect aromas of charcoal and sweet smoke in your face style with potent notes of aniseed and dark chocolate. Oh, that really sounds quite dreamy. Not have the whiskey, I mean. 
<laughs> and have you seen all their like branding online? It's totally funky. They've got the rock paws in the air. They've got like Ardbeg as a little wrist tattoo. We are both partial to a wrist <gasps> tattoo. It's very, it's oh. all like, it's all like punky. Oh, I love it. I love it. It sounds so good. But now I actually really want a bottle. Where well, can this, I get one? Yeah, this can is it. One? So we need to try and snag a bottle, at least between us. And you can yes. buy from online retailers, from the distillery itself, on Isla, whiskey specialist shops, and, you know, have a good old Google. So I'll let us know if any of our listeners snag a bottle and also think it sounds pretty rock and roll. Also, on another news about a cyclist who is doing a charity cycle of more than 2,000 miles across Scotland from the south to the up north, uh, and he's visiting every single Scots distillery. Wow. How amazing. That is amazing. Uh, he will begin on the 12th of May and the trip is expected to take six to seven weeks. His journey will begin from the most southerly distillery, Platnoch. Mm -hmm. I said that correctly, near Wigtown, Dumfries and Galloway. And the ride will finish at the most northernly distillery, Saxa Ward Distillery on the Isle of Anst in Shetland. Oh, wow. So it's going, you know, all the islands and everything. That is so cool. That is a, that's an epic sounding trip. I think it would take me like seven months to cycle that far. <laughs> <laughs> My little legs. <laughs> Uh, well, Robert Richardson, the cyclist, is hoping to raise 10k for two char charities. And listen, this right? He's also hoping to receive at least one bottle of whiskey from each distillery he visits. Oh, that's cool! But for a charity auction. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had to do a little pause because I was like, "Oh, you bastard!" <laughs> no. <laughs> no, actually. I was thinking, go on, Richard. That's what I would do. Like, you yeah. know, I'm doing all this work for charity. I need to get something. <laughs> Snag no. those bottles. Get yourself a juicy tasting room. But that's why I think he's saying at least one bottle because he's hinting like, you know, one for me as well, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Richard will be the only one to cycle the full route, but cycling enthusiasts, friends and sponsors are invited to join him through the various sections. So I was thinking, how about we just join him at the distillery visits? Skip I... the cycling, just like rock up at the distillery and rock like up. have a dram. Do you know what? How cool would that be? That Good on you, Robert Richardson. That sounds epic. And if you want to get in touch with us, we would love to hear more about your adventures. What a plan. Yeah, well, actually, funny story. I posted, I, I shared this story. It was uh, Spirit Business or some other, you know, website posted mm -hmm. it. So I shared it on Twitter and then I saw that he followed me on, uh, on oh. Twitter. So then I followed him back. And then this morning I saw it, there's a message that he's just listened to the Whiskey Sisters. Do you know, that's a bit of synchronicity if ever I heard it. I know. And it was just, you know, going to mention him. And then he said that he listened to us. So, you know, nice. it's meant to be. Hopefully, maybe we'll have him as a guest at some point. That would be cool. And hopefully we didn't put him off when he listened and he liked it. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but now because I told him that he's on this week's episode, so he said that he would listen. So <laughs> like lure him and lure him. That's in. it. That's it. Keep him coming. <laughs> yeah. So. 
So today we continue where we left off with Stuart Buchanan on episode nine. So in that episode, we touched a little bit about Glendronach, um, but we wanted to give more time for this wonderful distillery and review some of their popular releases. Absolutely. It, it doesn't seem right to rush through and skim over Glendronach, does it? No, definitely not. It's all over Instagram. I've been waiting for this day for a while. <laughs> um, the distillery was founded in 1826 by James Allardyce in the Valley of Fork and the East Highland Hills. It is actually one of the oldest distilleries in Scotland. Uh-huh. And then um, a decade later, the distillery was unfortunately destroyed by fire, but the dedicated Allardyce had it rebuilt. That must have been soul-destroying at the time, to rebuild it. I know, I know. I think I read somewhere that it was actually kind of his fault as well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he had a cigar in a corner somewhere? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Glendronach means Valley of the Brambles and it is named after the water source Dronach Burn, which flows through the grounds of the distillery. And the distillery has changed hands numerous times over the years. And since um, 2016, it has been under the ownership of the Brown Foreman Corporation, which also makes Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. Mm. I actually went through a little JD and Jim Beam period uh, some years ago before I got into yeah. Scots whiskey. Um, that was always my, or those two were always my drink of choice. Um, but now I kind of find them too sweet and I prefer scotch. But yeah. Did yeah. you ever have like a bourbon phase because you're all rock and roll? It feels like it's kind of that kind of American <laughs> rock and roll thing, totally. isn't it? Absolutely. And do you know, I'm surprised I haven't drunk it more than I have because I've got such a crazy sweet tooth, as you know. I think the last cocktail you saw me drink, um, it had a Tunnock's tea cake sitting on the top oh, yeah. of it. I like love sugar. Sugar is my friend and enemy all at once. But I don't and I haven't drunk that much bourbon, but I love a lot of music that sings about Tennessee whiskey and bourbon. So I think we need to come back to this at a later date. Yeah. For sure. Um, uh, there's actually a really good uh, story, or it's a story, but I think it's true. Okay. Um, on how Mr. Allardyce got uh, started with, restarted with the business after the fire. He basically traveled to Edinburgh to sell some of his whiskey and try to get more people to buy it. Mm-hmm. But he failed miserably and didn't actually manage to sell a single drop. No way. Everyone's just saying, you know, we've got our store, come back next year right. and so on. And on the way back uh, from another failed meeting, mm-hmm. he met some uh, ladies of the night <laughs> <laughs> and ended up inviting them to his room to try some of his whiskey. Well, mm. uh, he was maybe feeling a bit energetic that evening. Bit, op- bit enthusiastic. <laughs> Needed some cheering up. Um, <laughs> later on, so yeah, later on, he actually ended up giving uh, these two ladies some of his whiskey to share with their friends. <laughs> and this helped to spread the word of this new whiskey, actually, because all these ladies were staggering the roads, you know, <laughs> and everyone's asking, like, you know, what's happening here and why are you so drunk? And they mentioned the name of Clintronach and so on. The, the word spread and Allardyce actually managed to sell all his stock that he brought with him to Edinburgh. 
That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Good, so, good on these working women of the past <laughs> with their, you know, promotional abilities. Exactly. And all the all the pubs along the Royal Mile in Edinburgh end up having Calindronics stocked on their bars. <laughs> Original promo girls. Okay, so today Glendronach produce around 1.4 million litres of whiskey annually, which is actually a pretty small you know, amount compared to some other Scotch distilleries. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I somehow thought that it would be a bit more. I wonder if that makes it a bit more special because it's not yes. as much. Absolutely. No wonder they keep running out of all the good stuff. <laughs> um, so do you remember in one of our past episodes, we were talking about the Clendronic 50-year-old and the Spanish ghost? Yes. <laughs> so I read a little bit more about this and it turns out that many of the distillery workers used to live on site and they had quite a few houses around the distillery and one of them was said to be haunted and the rumor has it that it was the Glen house which is still being used for events and special guests that come to distillery so Mm -hmm. this one is the haunted one by a Spanish lady who traveled over to Scotland in a sherry cask And apparently she's quite partial to odd tipple every now and then. <laughs> Freaking love it. She's like, the angel. There's so many questions I've got after that, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, exactly. I was trying to dig a little bit deeper, but I didn't get any more. We definitely need to, if we end up going to a distillery one day, we need to yeah. go to this house and <laughs> see if we can hang out. Totally. <laughs> Fantastic. Whiskey Sisters, tasting time. Okay, so Glendronach is known for their sherry uh, matured whiskies, aren't they? And in fact, that the core range, the 12-year-old, the 15-year-old Revival and the 21-year-old Parliament are combinations of whiskies matured in Oloroso and PX casks, while the 18-year-old Allardyce is aged only in Oloroso casks. So let's start our tasting with the 15-year-old revival, and this one has been so popular previously that it ran out in 2015. Luckily, it's back now. And am I right in thinking, Inca, that there's a link to uh, an amazing lady, um, Rachel Barry, that we mentioned in a previous episode, a master blender with Brown Foreman, with this um, release that we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, so I think she joined the company in 2017, and then she changed the recipe of this 15 year old and they relaunched it in 2018 so it used to be 100% Oloroso and now it's both Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez nice yeah it seems that the new recipe is ever so popular as well so she's done well Uh, so yeah this one is bottled at 46 percent ABV which you know I've mentioned before that it's my ideal uh, percentage because you Mm -hmm. just get so much more out of it I think than just a 40 year old or 40 ABV I don't know why I always say 40 year like when I'm talking about the percentage I end up saying the year (laughs) (laughs) good god um so what kind of aromas are you getting on the nose on this one 
So I actually have some in a glass right now. Mm, me too. But I did some tasting notes last night because, you know, I'm... I'm being dedicated to the podcast host role. You know? Yeah, you need to take time with these ones, don't you? That's it. Right, so on the nose, I'm getting delicious brown sugar, like mm-hmm. tablet, vanilla Oh, yeah, pod. tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 I get that. Condensed milk. And uh-huh. do you know what I also have jotted down here on the nose? You know those tiny little cigars? I call them lady cigars, like little cafe creams, wee skinny yeah. ones. I've written fresh cafe creme cigars because I just got a wee something, something of fresh tobacco. Oh, I know what you mean. I've tried those back in the day. Yeah, I'm um, partial to one now and again. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when someone's smoking them and then you kind of get that. Nice, scent. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I basically... I took some time with this one as well earlier and like I said on our tasting episode that sometimes I just find with the whiskey that if you leave it in the glass for a little bit the air just does good yes so wrote down some notes at the beginning and then tried it again later on and it's just Ah, quite changes it evolves in the glass so obviously I got some classic sherry notes and that kind of raisings and Mm -hmm. fruit cake stuff that you get with with the sherry but then after a while the raisins is almost like you know like rum and raisin ice cream when you have the raisins that are actually soaked in the rum so not so much the ice cream but the kind of just the raisins that have been soaked in the rum but yes. it just has tiny bit of that kind of vanilla ve- sweetness from the ice cream oh that's such a good description yeah but that kind of all, all just came mm-hmm. to me after it's been in the glass for a while glass for a while really mm-hmm. nice so then uh on the palate so i got i've got it down quite smooth for the mouthfeel and I felt it quite warming in the mouth. And I got a little bit of a kick. And I've written here, kick of cloves slash fennel. Mm. And then it kind of really changed. Uh, and I felt like um, the taste was a little oaty, like oat biscuits. And I personally found it less sweet to taste than I imagined it would be. You know, on the nose, I found it really sweet mm. and less so to taste. Yeah, yeah. I, I was the same with the spice as well. At first, it felt quite spicy uh, with cinnamon and that kind of just had a little warming kick to it. Yeah. But then again, with the air, it's just kind of mellowed. It's still with slight spices, but not like not so much of a kick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the mouthfeel for me, it was quite light um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of dryish, like nutty dryness. Yeah. Um, dark chocolate, that kind of. That leaves your mouth kind of dry, you know, when you have really strong dark yeah. chocolate. Yes. Yeah. And then the finish was reasonably long and again, <laughs> quite dry and woody. So I put for the, I felt I got a slight bit of sweetness on the finish, maybe like a kind of not super sweet, but like a kind of the smell of a toasted marshmallow, but on the finish, that's what yeah. I kind of jotted down. Yeah. You do actually afterwards, it just leaves in your mouth kind of yeah. that. Mm. Did you I, enjoy, did you enjoy it, Inca? Yes, I did actually. It surprised me. It was different what I was expecting. I don't know what I was, yeah. I was thinking it to be a bit more juicy or I don't know. I, it's interesting you say that. I, I expected it to be different to taste than it was. Mm. Um, but I have a bottle to work through, so I'm, I'll keep you posted on any changing <laughs> observations that occur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Perfect. Um, so, yeah, the next one we've got is the 21-year-old parliament. And this one I've been dying to try out because, again, yeah. I've seen it all over Instagram and just Clintronac mm -hmm. is having a moment, I think. Um, but this one is bottled at 48% ABV. So we might mm -hmm. need to get some water for this one. But mm -hmm. let's see how we get on. Did I tell you my story, Inca, about that I went to... Um, the pot still, which for our listeners that aren't familiar with Glasgow, that's a really popular and well-known whiskey bar in Glasgow in Scotland. So I was in Glasgow the other the other week and I'd been for a massage and I think it just like limbered me up and I felt a bit, yeah, I felt a bit cocky. And I thought, <laughs> I'm going to go to the pub myself before I go home. <laughs> So nice. I staggered into the pub myself, you know, made some whiskey buddies, chit-chatting to some, you know, barmen and all that, having a chat. And I went in with the intention of having a Glendronach, but I must have felt a bit flush after the massage and I ended up ordering a Parliament and oh, I loved it. So sorry, that was my <laughs> story. So I was oh. really excited to taste it again. Yes, I look forward to hearing your notes. So how did you find Inca on the nose? Um... It was quite, uh, I felt like got a little bit red fruits, like red currants and even like kind of like rose hip or something. I don't ah. know, kind of funky one mm -hmm. uh, that surprised me. But I was struggling a little bit with the nose. It's kind of, it, you have all the sherry, a lot of the Oloroso influence, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, this one surprised, surprised me because I was expecting it to be... I don't know. I always think when PX series is involved, I'm expecting something quite different. But I guess with 21 years old, you know, you get much more of the, the wood. And like, I preferred the nose on the previous one. See, that's so interesting because I had a different experience and I felt I was having a nose, like a kaleidoscope of like Ooh. aroma. What did you get? What did you get? So I've got like a busy page in front of me here. So Wait, I know I, do, keep, I jotted keep down. Them coming. I'm gonna sniff while you're <laughs> talking and see if I can so get some of that. I jotted down how I thought the color first was a really nice dark and a deep coppery, yeah. And then the nose, I was getting like treacle, golden syrup, like melted demerara sugar, the kind of cinnamon, and Brazil nut on the nose. Mm. But I actually was feeling super excited and really loving the smells. So I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it's the massage memory. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah, that was that was my experience on the nose. That's nice. But again, like I think with whiskey, it can you can try whiskey one day and you try the same whiskey two weeks later in a different situation. It can taste completely and smell completely different. Yeah, I do totally. think, you know, it depends what you've been doing, what you've been drinking, eating, where are you and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, it, it was funny that you were so excited because for me, I just, I was left a little bit un underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Inca in one corner underwhelmed and Jen doing like, doing a bit of a funky yeah. dance with fireworks going off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> so how about the palette so the palette I think by that time I was too overexcited to take you know many notes but I have written a prickly mouthfeel fireworks of taste juicy sultanas luxurious fruitcake with a spicy ginger <laughs> Sorry. I love it luxurious <laughs> okay 
Okay, mine were, first of all, it was warming. The mouthfeel was warming. Not like a spicy kick type of thing than on the previous mm-hmm. one, but just like a warm, cozy feeling in your mouth. It was quite nice. <laughs> but then it was really, like, I tasted soil. It was earthy, ah. ash, like, you know, cigar ash or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just found it very earthy. And it didn't have that much sweetness. I have to say, like, now I just I had left a little bit in my glass. Um, again, it's been there for a while, and it's kind of, I've been warming uh-huh. it and, yeah. you know, in the glass with my hands. So I can get a tiny bit of sweetness of that kind of burnt sugar, maybe. Okay. And, like, brown, or, like, a Demerara's sugar or that uh-huh. kind of, yeah. you know. But, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, very earthy and kind of different. It's so interesting to have to hear and share the different experiences. I love it. And for the finish for me, Inca, I've felt it was reasonably long and I've put kind of a gentle tobacco-y kind of finish. Yeah, it has kind of almost smokiness to it, yeah. doesn't it? Um, yeah, I, I wrote down dry and like cacao kind of dryness and also just a little bit salty and would you be keen to try another in the future or at the moment you're not racing to the bar for another uh if someone is you know serving me a glass I wouldn't be disgusted you wouldn't say no I wouldn't say no like it's enjoyable (laughs) enough but it's not something I would go and buy (laughs) yeah but if you consider like this one is, I think it's about 140 quid a bottle. It's pricey, yeah. And, well, yeah, but then it's, for 21-year-old, it's, again, it's probably not super-duper expensive yeah. uh, compared to some other brands. But then the previous one, the 15-year-old Revival, is about 60, 65 a bottle. And I did quite enjoy that. Yeah, no, so, that's interesting. If I'm feeling super flush and maybe I go for a massage again, you never know what, what might happen. But I've got a fun fact for you. Glendronach's parliament is not named after, like, um, you know, political parliament, but actually after the parliament of rooks, the birds, that is, rooks, that have been nesting in the trees that overlook the distillery for almost 200 years. And it's said that as long as the rooks continue living at the distillery, it'll be good for the whiskey. Ah, nice. Well, what does it mean, Parliament of Rooks? Does it just mean like a bunch of them? Yeah, I think that's the name <laughs> for the collective. <laughs> it's going to oh. assume that's what it means. Yeah, totally. I oh. thought that was quite nice. So yeah, I'd like that. Hopefully they'll not be scared by the fireworks coming off, Jane, if you <laughs> go and visit that seem to occur when I taste the Parliament. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I would definitely maybe just try one more time with the the a parliament to somewhere else and see how it yeah you know maybe i get something else but yeah, it, yeah it's kind of it's, that's what i like whiskey that some of the ones that like there's always someone who likes it that there's different yeah different people taste different things and if any of our listeners have tried any glendronachs and want to let us know how they find them it would be really lovely to hear wouldn't it yeah exactly what was the one that we were trying to get was it the Allardyce? Yeah, we were trying we to get just, the Allardyce and it was sold out everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I looked up online as well and just can't yeah. find it anywhere. Mm, that must be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also saw that the 12-year-old is really worth trying. So. Yes, I'm looking forward to giving that a go as well. Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Fact. So it's time for our next Whiskey Fact. 
So have you heard the term teaspoon malt before? No, I've never heard that one. Teaspoon malt. No. Yeah. It's not to be confused with tea bagging, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a yeah. joke there about uh, there's a joke there about Allardyce's ladies of the night. But we'll keep this to a daytime podcast. So tell me more about teaspoon malt. This is a term used when a blended malt is made up of a huge majority of one single distillery, sometimes 99.9% of it, and with just a tiny amount of something else spooned in to protect the name of the distillery. Oh, right. So it has to have that in it or otherwise they would need to see, you know, where it's from. Yeah, yeah. Then it would just be the single malt. So you can call it blended malt if you just put tiny bits, like just ah. literally a spoonful. So this is a, a good category, subcategory to keep an eye out um, as you can find some excellent whiskies at great value. Cool. I will, I'll look out for that. Whiskey sisters! Next week, we will be talking about the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society and, oh, drum roll, visiting one of their <laughs> venues. Yay! <laughs> um, I just love their funky whiskies. They always got really good names. And yeah. So it's a wide selection and I always learn a lot when I visit there. So this will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So pour yourself a dram, ideally something from the society if you have a name, and join us next Wednesday. Meanwhile, you can keep up to date with all things Whiskey Sisters on our Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast, Twitter at Whiskey Sisters, and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. Hasta la vista, Inca. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. That <laughs> must be the Spanish ghost influence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it.